Kennedy is here. Let me mark her down. All right, so this is block two, November 9th. Um, over here, go on and label your date and block number. The top, oh, y'all can't see what I'm doing, I'm sorry. All right, so the top right, you will label this social studies. The French and Indian War. And let me move Audacity so y'all can see what we're doing. Alright, so your learning target today. I can I can explain how the distance separating Britain and its colonies and Britain's financial situation impacted How it governed the 13 colonies. So that is your learning target. I can explain how the distance between, excuse me, the distance separating Britain and its colonies and Britain's financial situation impacted how it governed the 13 colonies. <clears throat> so Before we get too far into this about the 13 colonies and all that stuff, I need someone to tell me, I need to make sure that we know about the 13 colonies. Where were the 13 colonies located? Yes, sir. In North America. Specifically where? Right, but like what? Atlantic. Yes. Like where we live now, the East Coast. Is North Carolina, was North Carolina one of the 13 colonies? Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Okay, so you all have, well, no, let's still, let's still do what were the 13 colonies. Just so there's no question. Alright, so if you have a ruler, you can draw a little box. If you don't, still draw a box, but if I didn't have a ruler, I would just use squiggly lines, so that way, like, 
There's no need to like try to make one purchase straight. All right, and Zoomers, what we're getting ready to do about what the 13 colonies are, like, it looks like this. Hold on, where am I? It looks like this. It's not on your paper. So you just listen to what we're doing now. And when you see the picture, actually, no, go on. Sorry, my bad. Let me show you where this stuff is. So if you go to the Social Studies Canvas page and you go to the November 9th, um, FIW Part 1, Click on block one notes. <clears throat> and hold on. Here it is. Don't work ahead just because I may not include everything or I may add something. But right now what we're doing, what were the 13 colonies right here, um, you can go on and write that down. So for you in the classroom, go on and label this what were the 13 colonies what were the 13 colonies okay so and zoom people I should probably plug my computer in before it dies. So, there you go. So, we know that explorers, so I'm going to draw a little boat here. A badly drawn boat. Explorers came to the New World. We're going to put New World in quotations because it wasn't a New World. People lived here. But it was new to the Europeans. And the new world was what? What do we, what would we call the new world? What do we call it today? Right. So we're going to say the Americas because it's not just limited to North America. It could also include South America. So this is how the British come into play with all this. Britain claimed the land that is modern day United States East Coast and they allowed the creation of colonies. If you remember when we talked about the Royal Charter and Proprietary Colonies, they allowed the creation of these colonies. So, creation of the 13 colonies. And this all went on between the first settlement, which was, excuse me, first successful settlement, which was Jamestown 1607 through um, 1769 when the last royal colony was changed to, excuse me, last proprietary colony was changed to royal colony. So last proprietary 
colony. Um, and what I just said about proprietary colonies, those of you that are on Zoom, leave a little space right here if you can see where my cursor is, and you can go back and just pop that in there. Okay, so the British and the French hate each other. It's like they hate each other so much they're friends over their hatred of each other. And this is a thing that has gone on for hundreds of years. They don't hate, hate each other as badly now, like not to the point of going to war because they're allies, but they still like, they just, they're, they don't like each other. Right. That's the word I'm looking for. So, sorry, I had to get some lemonade. So a lot to do with what I was just saying about them not liking each other. The British fight the French in the French and Indian War. And we'll talk about why later on. Is that fuzzy? Is that better? All right, so the British fight the French and the Native Americans in what's known as the French and Indian War. The British win, but in winning, they spend all their money. So the British government's broke. So the British decide that they're going to tax. So the British heavily tax the colonists. And this made the colonists super angry because, number one, they didn't want to fight in the French and Indian War. They had no interest in fighting in it. But because they were still considered uh, loyal British subjects, they were expected to fight. Then they got even more angry when, after this war that they just fought in that they wanted no part of, the British government starts heavily taxing them to pay for the war that they didn't want anything to do with. So it is here that the colonists want to separate from British rule and form their own country. And this eventually will lead to the American Revolution. All right, so I'll pause right there. And um, I'll give you all some time to finish up writing.
Okay, so all of this is going on right now. Now we're going to talk about how the um, physical distance between Britain and the 13 colonies, how that distance allowed um, democracy and a new government to thrive in the colonies. So here you're going to write Britain governing from a distance you need to know that oh and leaves I'll go on and draw the little diagram it's not going to be great because I don't really draw that well all right so this is the eastern Sorry, there. This is the eastern seaboard of modern day United States. So let's draw in our colonies. We have Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, <coughs> excuse me, Maryland. Uh, and then I'm just going to write the rest of them up here in no particular order. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, New Hampshire. And then over here you have, and again, very poorly drawn, a random islands that make up the United Kingdom. Of which Britain is included. So there are 3,460 miles between New York and London. As such, British Parliament, British government really didn't have any um, time-sensitive means of doing anything to reprimand or to stop revolution in the colonies just for the fact that it was so far away, like they're so far away from each other. And in the middle here you have the Atlantic Ocean. Is the walk a snoozy shame? 
don't match. What'd you say? Huh? Somebody said something. Am I just hearing voices? All right. Oh, out there. Ooh, hey, somebody can close that door since I'm recording this so it'll only hear me and y'all. Thank you. All right, so the Atlantic Ocean created a barrier that allowed the colonists Space to this, like what I'm getting ready to tell you is kind of like while the cat's away, the mice will play kind of deal. So, while since there was no like hardcore British governing body or like British soldiers in the colonies, the colonists were able to um, avoid trade laws, continue smuggling, avoid to some extent taxes that were imposed by the British government. And it also allowed the colonists the space to get together and create a more perfect union for themselves and a more perfect government for themselves. Um, and by the way, when you watch your history crash course video, that's part of your independent work, um, it will talk about how, it will talk about how, is that candy? Because I want some if it is. What is it? Oh, chapstick. Yeah, that's boring. Um, it will talk about how... I forgot what I was talking about now. That, that distracted me. Oh, liquor. Rum. Whiskey was currency. Like, you know how we use money to, like, pay for things? Sometimes they didn't even have, like, coins or paper money or whatever. They just had, like... Yeah, like, jugs, kegs, whatever. Well, not kegs. Barrels of whiskey, rum, and that was considered currency. Also, on some ships, the way that they kept their water good was they, they would put liquid, oh shoot, I'm sorry y'all, they would put alcohol in it. It is so hard to talk with this mask on y'all. It is not even like, I'm, I'm not kidding. They would put alcohol in the barrels and in the jugs so the water wouldn't go bad. Like when they go from England over here, because I mean, you can't just leave water sitting or it's gonna like, stagnate and be gross yeah it can like if it just sits forever and like also if stuff gets into it so the alcohol is a cleaning agent for the water so that's another reason why they needed it other than like the obvious things <sighs> y'all this is so serious these masks all right let me just... no um not this friday but the friday before i took off work because like, I pulled a muscle in my chest having to scream over the air condition and through my mask. And my chest hurt so bad. So, last week, Miss Thurston bought some of these for herself. So, she gave me one. And it's a mask separator. And basically, it creates a barrier. So, when I breathe in, my mask won't, like, come back in my mouth. So, it's helpful, but still, like, not ideal. And it keeps slipping down. 
I'm sorry, y'all. Ooh, no. Okay, there. Sorry about that. All right, so they it allowed them to avoid trade laws. And it also allowed them to smuggle goods. Avoid to an extent, so they couldn't completely extent. They couldn't completely avoid all taxes, but being that there was no like true British like enforcement in the colonies, it allowed them to avoid to an extent taxes imposed by the British. government and it also allowed the colonists space to create a more democratic government all right so finish that up and then we will go on and talk about the french and indian war also known as the seven years war it'll fit down here and you can write on the back of your paper I just can't write it on the back of mine since I use Sharpies. It would bleed through. All right, well, while y'all are doing that, I'm going to put some lotion on my hands because they're super dry. Alright, so a little fun fact with the French and Indian War. Um, so in the French and Indian War, it was known as like technically the first world war. It was the first time in history that um, the New World had been involved in a war that's also going on on other continents. So the British were fighting the French and the Native Americans in the... Oh, in North America, they were fighting the French in Canada and like in different, I believe in different places in Europe as well. They were also fighting in India because they had established colonies in India. And once they were kicked out of North America, United States, then they started to put all of their focus on their colonies in India. And that lasted until like mid 1900s. So anyway, during the Sepoy Rebellion, which was their fighting that was going on in India during the French and India War, um, there was this dude, I think he was a general, not sure, I'll go back and look. Anyway, he was General Havelock, and he um, was instrumental in the Sepoy Rebellion, which I will teach you about later. I'm pretty sure we learned about it a little bit in 7th grade last year, but it's still interesting stuff. So they talk about it in History Crash Course, and I'll tell you about it some 
tomorrow. But anyway, that's how Havelock got its name. It's named after the guy that was like this big deal in the Sepoy Rebellion. So there's that. Okay, so down here we are going to write the French and Indian War. And behind that we are going to write AKA, which is, ooh, you can't see what I'm doing, which is an acronym for also known as or as known as. So the French and Indian War, also known as the Seven Years War. So, as I was saying, it is technically the First World War. You will never hear it called that, but technically it is the First World War. So, in the colonies, and I'm going to abbreviate North America's N.A., so in the North American colonies, um, the British and the colonists, hold on just a second, Ella, let me finish writing this. So the British and the colonists, because the colonists were considered loyal British subjects at the time, um, had to fight against the French and Native Americans. All right, what's up, Ella? Ella, sure. Okay. Oh, sorry, Ella. Yeah, if you want to wait. Um, you can wait until later. I mean, here are the notes on Zoom right here, but they are also, I'll be posting um, the notes from your class and all that here later on. So whatever, whatever works best for you is fine with me. Okay, cool. Um, so this fun little war actually lasted nine years, not seven. I, and I wish that I had a better answer for you about why they called it the seven years. I don't know. Maybe I should look that up. Or maybe y'all could look it up. Yeah, I guess so. And when you hear the title The French and Indian War, it suggests that the French and the Indian were fighting one another. That's not true the French and the Native Americans were fighting together. So it's just a confusing title all the way around. So um, France eventually loses but the British lose a ton of money. Like they have no money after fighting this war.
So, but the British wreck their economy. Defeating France. All right, and right down here, uh, we're going to do your little T-chart, and then we'll be all done with your notes for today. I'll give you just a few minutes to finish up with that. So down here where we do your T-chart, it will be Britain, and then over here it will be French slash Native Americans. And we'll make your little T-chart there. All right, so... Getting back to how all this came about with the French and Indian War, you need to know that in 1749, a Virginia governor created what was called the Ohio Company. The French were angry because the Ohio company was like, a, it was like a property company, like a real estate company. So the Ohio company was selling parcels of land, but some of the land that they sold, the French felt that they had ownership rights to that land. So the French were angry because the, they felt that the British were selling land out from under them that they owned that the British did not. So the Ohio Company sold land that the French felt they owned. Whereas over here with the French and Native Americans, The French established settlements along the Mississippi and Ohio River Valleys. And because of that, they had made friends. with the local tribes and form trade packs, which are agreements. 
So basically, the French and the Native Americans together, they were just making money. And both were very involved in the um, pelt trade, which is like beaver fur, like deer, I mean, whatever kind of thing that they, whatever animal they would use to make like coats and stuff like that of. So French plus Native Americans equal money. Okay, there is more to this, but for today we've done a whole page, so I'm just going to leave the rest until tomorrow. Finish writing that up there. Those of you that are on Zoom, I'm going to take a picture of what we did today and post it to the, excuse me, November 9th assignment. I'll do that right now, in fact, if I can find my phone. Oh, there it is. Um... And also, y'all, I will leave the link to my podcast. So if you want to go and listen to it again as you finish it, you can do that too. Um, all right, so I'm going to post this right now. Give me like two minutes just so it'll be up there. Before we go, do you have any questions? If you do not, please type no in the chat. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm going to do this and post your little picture of your notes and your link. If you need anything, just email me. I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye. I have another piece of cake where I can just eat the icing off of it. Um, Do you have any I just have the one. There's just the one piece for Violet. Oh, okay. I don't want to take this piece. I mean. No, that's cool. I'm shocked. About what? That I, you know, that it's gone. Well, it was really good, so that's so, why. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking more people than, than I thought knew what it was. <laughs> I knew what it was because I saw where you posted it and I was, yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, I won't, I won't, I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, I was all excited about it. And then, you know, when nobody ate it, I'm like, well, nobody wanted dessert. Yeah. Well, actually, Bobby brought over her cheesecake, so we did that first. Uh-huh. And so after that, it's like, no, I, I couldn't even fit the cheesecake. Yeah, that makes sense.